0: Hello friends, this is Pastor Evangelist Robert Venable, and it is time for this new message today from the Word of God right here on WMAF. This broadcast is called Let's Talk about Jesus because we want to make sure that as we go to the Word of God that we see what the focus that God has placed from Genesis to Revelation it's upon this one that He would send to us to redeem us His precious Son and our precious Savior Jesus Christ that's why the Apostle Paul said I don't want to know anything among you in his letter to the church at Corinth but Jesus and Him crucified out of out of that great act of love uh, demonstrated upon the cross uh, is the very core of the gospel itself. And this person God has sent to us, Jesus Christ today, is the focus of the Bible, the whole Bible. In some places in uh, South Africa where the gospel was brought to tribes by the missionaries many, many years ago, they called the Bible the Jesus book, amen. And they said, open it just about anywhere and you will find a reference to Him. Glory to God. Well, we want to go to the Word of God today, to the Jesus book, and see what God's Word has to say to us concerning some of these great, great Principles and issues as we examine this great person, Jesus Christ of Scripture. Amen. The Father has has uh, filled Christ with all the fullness of Himself. That when we've seen Jesus, we have seen the Father. Hallelujah. Well, we have a great, great opportunity today uh, to get into a subject that the enemy of our soul wishes we would not explore. Uh, and and it, it, I'll just put it this way. I'm going to go ahead and give you the title. I was going to make some announcements first. But we're going to be talking about the priestly privilege of prayer. The priestly privilege of prayer. Uh, the power that we have. The privilege that we have. The position that we now have as children of the living God. To pray and to pray as a priest. And what happens when we pray. The spiritual uh, things that occur when we begin to to bow our heart and bow our knees and lift our voice unto God. Ah, oh, friend of mine, you do not want to miss this teaching today. It is so vitally important. And I believe God is sending His Word to those He knows already are going to take it to heart... And going to apply it to their life. And when God's people begin to come together in faith and unity. And praying with one mind and with one accord. I believe we're going to see mighty things occur. In this world. In our nation. In our families. In our churches. In our personal lives. So no wonder the enemy uh, gets upset when we begin to... uh seek to understand and apply these particular principles of God's Word in our daily walk, and our daily life. Ah, friend, listen. Someone said Satan trembles when he sees the weakest Christian on their knees. I'm going to say that again. Satan trembles when he sees the weakest Christian on their knees. So if prayer makes him nervous... We ought to give him a nervous breakdown. Hallelujah. Praise God. Listen, if you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Revelation, chapter 8, verse 3 and 4. While you're turning, we would like to invite you to come to our website. Just type in T H C O G T H. C-O-G that stands for The Holy Church of God an affiliate of Independent Assemblies of God International in good standing since 1974 if you do the math we're in our 42nd year of ministry here in the city of Tampa where this broadcast originates and we welcome uh, all of those who sincerely believe the word of God is true and you preach and teach the Bible, uh, all those ministers and ministries around the world, we, you, we're all uh, interconnected because of our faith in Jesus Christ and our faithfulness to proclaim the gospel. We welcome you today to study the Word of God with us. Hallelujah. Wherever you are hearing this broadcast. Revelation chapter 8, verse 3 and 4. Let's read this very carefully, so that we can understand what is occurs when any Christian, I want to qualify that, any Christian, and every Christian, once you come to know Christ... As your Savior, God becomes your Heavenly Father. And because of that kind of relationship with God and the spiritual uh, forces that are released when we begin to pray, uh, uh, we, we not only see the privilege of praying as a priest, but we see that we are, in fact, priests and kings unto God. And because we are, when we pray, uh, we pray differently uh, than we would pray until we discover that great truth. I want to make another statement, because you're going to hear this word in this study, in this verse of Scripture. Every child of God is considered a saint. Not because we are sinlessly perfect, or because of... A, a verifiable miracle has been wrought by us or attributed to us, but because the new birth itself is a miracle, and the sanctifying cleansing power of the Word of God has allowed god to to uh, put us in a position before him where we are considered the saints of God and we are referenced as saints in the new covenant in the new testament so when we see that word saint (laughs) you may be a brand new christian or you may just be a struggling christian that struggles with your flesh and the last thing you might think of yourself is that God would consider you or anyone else a saint. <laughs> you know, I, we had a funeral recently for someone who had some real struggles in their walk with God. But they never turned back. They never gave up. They never gave in. They kept getting up and going on. And when we talked about that scripture in the funeral, uh, Psalm 116, where it said, Precious. In the sight of the Lord is the death of his saints. Uh, I knew some people would raise eyebrows because they knew the struggles this person had in their life. But I knew that person had repented every time that they had stumbled. They had got up. They had cried out to God and been forgiven, been restored, and went on with Him. But I saw the eyebrows go up. And when I read that scripture referring to this person as a saint, a friend of mine, I, I said to that congregation, I'm going to say it to this radio congregation today, They said, I I knew this person, and believe me, they were no saint. Well, that's because if a saint is someone sinlessly perfect, none of us can attain to sainthood. But if a saint is someone who has been perfectly cleansed by the blood of Jesus and forgiven their sins, then every child of God can become a saint of God. If a saint is someone that a certifiable miracle can be attributed to, then none of us or few of us could ever attain to sainthood. But if a saint is someone that the miracle of the new birth has taken place within, then every child of God is qualified for sainthood. And this, this saintly standing with God allows us to have a priestly standing with God. God and a, a priesthood uh, of, of believers praying, hallelujah, in the power and privilege of that priesthood is a terror to the devil. And oh, how God is going to move when we pray as priest unto Him. Spiritual forces are released and prayer becomes a sacrificial offering that Causes God great pleasure and releases great power. Hallelujah. Ah, oh, friend of mine, you do not want to miss this Bible study today. So, let's gather. If you're a Christian today, let's gather around the Word of God. And see what it has to say to us. Romans, Revelation, rather, chapter 8, verse 3 and 4. If you are not a Christian, please stay tuned today. Do not miss this broadcast. You can become not only a Christian, a child of God, but you can become a saint of God the moment that occurs before this broadcast is over. Listen to what the Bible said, Revelation chapter 8, verse 3 and 4. It said, Another angel came and stood at the altar having a golden censure. And there was given to him much incense that he should offer it with the prayers of all saints. See, that's why we had this little mini-study on the sainthood of the believer. With the prayers of all the saints, an angel is given much incense that he might blend it or offer it with the prayers of all saints. Upon the golden altar which was before the throne, and the smoke of the incense which came with The prayers, you see, it's been blended with the prayers of the saints. Ascended up before God out of the angel's hand. Ah, friend of mine, listen carefully. One translator has commented on this verse of Scripture this way. It says, this passage pictures the prayers of the redeemed which are ascending to God. The smoke of the incense indicates the finished Work of Jesus Christ. The prayers of believers have added to them the finished work of the Savior. Now, with that thought in mind, praying as a priest, when prayer becomes a sacrifice, listen carefully, Ephesians chapter two, five and verse two says, "Walk in love, as Christ also has loved us and hath given himself. For us an offering and a sacrifice unto God for a sweet smelling savor. The finished work of Jesus blended with our prayers as incense. What Jesus did on the cross was so satisfying to God. It was like a sweet smelling incense. Every child of God should remember that God adds to their prayers the incense of the finished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. Every sincere prayer prayed in faith enters into the presence of God, not on its own merit, but on the basis of what Jesus has done for us at the cross. You know, the Bible said we don't have a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly before the throne of grace that we might obtain mercy and grace to help us in the time of any need. You see, we can't approach God's throne any other way. It is not a throne of merit, a throne of good works, a throne of, of, of achievement or worthiness. It is the throne of of grace. And we go before any other part of our prayer is answered to obtain that that is offered us, and it is mercy and grace. <laughs> Hallelujah! Because that precedes every manifestation of God in answer to prayer. Friend of mine, if you think you will ever be good enough to deserve God to listen, God to hear, and God to respond, you will never pray in faith. You will never have confidence. The Bible said that we should have boldness. We should be confident that when we come to God, Because of what Christ has done at the cross and our standing that we now have with God. Hallelujah. And that we are coming to Him with the finished work of Jesus blended with our prayers. Hallelujah. And and that He is going to hear us. He is going to listen. He is going to respond. You know, the New Testament says this is the confidence that we have in Him. If we ask anything according to His will, He heareth us. And if we know that He hears us, we know that we have the petitions that we have desired of Him. Scriptures go on to say that that if our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our heart and knows all things. But if our hearts condemn us not, we have confidence in God. If we discover the will of God through the Word of God and through seeking His will and by surrendering our life to Him, and we pray with perfect, unshaken confidence that He hears us, we know that we have the petition that we've desired of Him. Praise God. Amen. Friend of mine, prayer as incense is not just a New Testament concept. Psalm 141 verse 1 and 2 says, Lord, I cry unto Thee, make haste unto me, give ear to my voice when I cry unto Thee. Let my prayer be set forth as incense, and the lifting up of my hands as the evening sacrifice. Incense was kept burning perpetually before the Lord. Uh, in the temple, listen to Exodus thirty and verse one, and thou shalt make an altar to burn incense upon of shittim wood, and thou shalt make it. Verses six through eight says, and thou shalt put it before the veil that is by the ark of the testimony, before the mercy seat that is over the testimony, where I will meet with thee, and Aaron shall burn their own. Sweet incense every morning in verse 8 says, And when Aaron lighteth the lamps at even, he shall burn incense upon it, a perpetual incense before the Lord throughout your generations. I want to make it known to you that the altar of incense was one of the only three pieces of furniture in the holy place. The golden lampstand, the table of showbread were the other two. The altar of incense was placed before the veil that separated the holy place from the most holy. The fragrance permeated the outer place and entered within the veil, filling the most holy place with a sweet-smelling savor. I like what Stephen Olford said in his book, Camping with God. He said, so the altar of incense identifies us with our great Advocate." who waits to receive our expressions of adoration and intercession and present them faultless to His Father in heaven. It only remains to add that before the altar of incense could have any acceptance before God, it had to be sprinkled with the blood of atonement. Hallelujah! Praise God! Exodus 30 and verse 10 says, Aaron shall make an atonement upon the horns of it once a year with the blood of the sin offering so we can see that our great high priest advocates for us and our approach in prayer is on the basis of grace i want to say that again our approach to god in prayer is on the basis of grace that's why his throne is when we're concerning prayer is called the throne of grace And we go to primarily receive grace and mercy to help in the time of any need. You say, but I need deliverance. I need healing. I need, I need a financial miracle. I need my marriage put back together. I need my children saved. Well, we, before that need is met, another need has to be met and God has made the priv- made the provision for our need of acceptance with him and our need and uh, for privilege and power in prayer and he's made that provision by blending with our prayers and petition the finished work of Jesus Christ so the first thing that happens when we pray is that we obtain grace and mercy, because God has provided it through the finished work of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. I'm so glad today that the enemy of my soul cannot disqualify me from praying and trusting that the prayer that I'm praying in the will of God is not only going to be heard, hallelujah, but it's going to be answered. Glory be to God. Amen. Listen very carefully. And our approach in prayer is on the basis of grace. The altar of incense stood immediately before the ark and the mercy seat, which is the throne of God. Hallelujah. How we need uh, to understand uh, that God has called this to be a perpetual offering. You know, the New Testament says we're to pray without ceasing. To never, ever stop using the power and privilege of prayer. Praise God. And he says, I will meet with you there in verse 6, where I will meet with you. I will meet with you. In the blessing of the new covenant, there's not even a veil of separation. Prayer is received and preserved before the throne of God, and it's perpetually in His presence. Revelation 5 and verse 8 says, And when he had taken the book, the four beasts and the four and twenty elders fell down before the Lamb, having every one of them harps and golden vials full of odors, or literally in the margin of your Bible, the reference would say, or incense, which are the prayers of the saints. Oh, friend, most of us view prayer not as a priestly privilege, but as a religious responsibility. We are often timid, tired, and tentative until a crisis drives us to God. But I believe as we discover in the Word of God, amen, that we are His saints and we have been made unto Him priests and kings, there will be a boldness and consistency in prayer that wasn't there before. Hallelujah. Amen. And it begins with the revelation and realization that we have been made priests unto God. Look at 1 Peter Chapter 2 and verse 5. It says, Ye also, as living stones, lively stones, are built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable unto God by Jesus Christ. When we worship Him and praise Him and when we pray and and intercede before the Lord, we are offering up spiritual sacrifices. And verse 9 said, You are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood or a kingdom of priests. We are made priests by the blood of Christ. Listen to Revelation 1 verse 5 and 6. It said unto Him that loved us and washed us from our sins in His own blood and made us kings and priests unto God and His Father. Literally a kingdom of priest. The basis for all spiritual authority is that we have been made a kingdom of priest unto God. Therefore, I'm going to declare unto you today that the child of God, the believer in Jesus Christ, is a royal blue blood. He is a child of the King. He is a partaker of the divine nature. He is a believer, priest, with certain throne rights and privileges. He has access to God, to the very throne of God, through prayer. You see, the child of God doesn't have to sheepishly approach God as a beggar would. He may confidently enter into the presence of God as a child of the King. His prayer is entering into the holiest by the blood of Jesus Christ. Priestly prayer is understanding one's position and one's possession in Jesus Christ. And I believe if we understood who we are in Christ and who He is in us and we begin to pray in faith, believing, you know, the Scripture said, Whatsoever you ask in prayer, believing, you shall receive. Hallelujah. And to think today, When I pray, when you pray, when we pray as God's children, that the finished work of Christ is blended with our prayer before it enters into the presence of God. To know that our prayers have impact, have import. Hallelujah. They are received as part of our worship and praise is received. Our petitions are brought along with our praises right into the presence of God. Hallelujah. And God, because of our faith in His provisions, our faith in His promises, our faith in In His person, hallelujah, His compassionate heart, His loving nature, God is going to respond to us. That's what the New Testament says. They that come to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them who diligently seek Him. And so many people pray, the answer doesn't come immediately. And they give up on prayer. They don't see themselves as having enough faith. Or they don't see themselves as having enough favor with God. For God to answer them. But I believe when we begin to thoroughly search ourselves. This is not to say that we don't need to repent of any known sin. This is to say when we have repented of our sin. And when Christ has forgiven us. We need to stand in our standing, and we need to come boldly with confidence before the throne of God to obtain that that he blends with our prayers when we pray and when we seek Him, the finished work of Jesus. On the cross. So that our prayers are qualified. Hallelujah. Quantified and qualified. We have been vetted by Jesus Christ Himself. To come into the presence of God. And talk with Him face to face. Mouth to mouth. Glory be to God. And I believe that we used to sing a song in our congregation. We're going up to the high places. We're going up to the high places and tear the devil's kingdom down. Oh, friend of mine, we've we've said so much. We've said it so fast. We're going to have to continue this study. Maybe slow it down a tad if we can. But I want you to get with us. Get on the same page with what I believe the Spirit is saying to the church in these last perilous times. If my people are called by my name. There's where the privilege is. We're the people with the power and privilege. If they would humble themselves and pray, and turn from their wicked way, and seek my face, I will hear from heaven, and I will heal their land. Praise God. This is a day, this is a day, when God is calling His saints, every one of us, that know Christ as our Savior. God is calling His saints his children to pray to seek him hallelujah these are days of great revival these are days of great restoration and I believe God is raising an army up that are going to become prayer warriors not just for this one or that one or someone with an exclusive anointing to do so but every child of God beginning to call upon the Lord for this world that is lost this nation that needs revival for our political leaders and spiritual leaders for our family members that are lost for our churches for ourselves oh Lord raise this army up and let us see your will be done in earth as it is in heaven and today if you don't know Christ as your personal Savior It is our prayer that you come to know Him. Prayers are being offered around this world for the lost to be saved. Jesus is interceding in the presence of God right now for the lost to be saved. And today, I believe God is responding by dealing with hearts and lives. And I believe He's dealing with you today. Come to Christ, will you? And come back next week and let's talk about Jesus.